It's Coffee Quad Time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. You're listening to the world wine legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. I just had to get one more shot of that. Good morning and welcome to the coffee club. That's called covering up a mistake. But anyway, here we are. I'm Bill Sparks. And we've got the crew, and we're going to go around and talk to them and all of that good stuff and see what's going on in everybody's life. Get caught up. We've got a featured interview with Jeff today. we got Hello. Michael that's dropped in. I'm sure he'll have some technical gems and new things that are happening and iOS 15 being being thrust upon us on Monday and new iPhones and all kinds of new things. So let's get started. I will tell you, been pretty busy this week. I uh, had to go do a little clothes shopping. The first time I've been clothes shopping in two or three years or four years. But that's now done. It's a complete. Uh, next Wednesday, good Lord willing, we'll originate this broadcast from Southwest Florida. So you'll hear us there. Jennifer, what's going on with you? Well, 
I'm switching, trying to make sure I have everything ready for a new computer, and I'm watching the progress of a shiny new website, and all kinds of exciting things are happening. And you don't know it. Some more exciting things are happening for you, too, but you just don't know it. So your big changes are coming in Jennifer's life, and it includes a dog. No. No, no. <laughs> don't, don't even say that, Bill. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, some new changes coming up for Jennifer. Some surprises. Anything else going on? No, just trying to make sure I have everything ready for the trip. I hate packing. Uh, she's if telling I me this. Just, from... I would love traveling if somebody would pack me and unpack me, and all I had to do was go. Well, but I'm waking up this morning. Waking up, hit the snooze to go one more time because I didn't sleep so well last night till I got to sleep. But anyway, waking up and she's talking about, can you fix my email so I can back up my Thunderbird and I can get all my contacts and whatever? Yeah, we can fix that. So anyway. There we go. All right, let's go to, we might as well stay in the state of Indiana. Mike, what's going on this morning? Is Mike with us? You got to unmute yourself, Mike. Everybody's getting muted. Hello. Mike. There, there you, you go. go. Okay, uh, yeah, just enjoying the cooler weather. First day of fall today, and it's 60 degrees, opening up the windows. Had a little trauma over the weekend, and my website's got hacked, and... Um, talk to you about some of that stuff that i learned offline mr bill since you have websites as well our particular provider that we use but uh we had to roll back a couple days and in the process lost all emails and got most of that back but um yeah real learning experience uh when hackers really dig in deep but uh other than that like you said yeah playing with the new ios 15 and uh, looking at this new feature, some of the text description to kind of read text from pictures and some food labels, not quite as good as some of the dedicated apps, but it does work. And, uh, yeah, that's the fun going on here. We want to keep those. Uh, we both are majorly involved with those websites. We don't want to see the hacking, hacking, hacking. doesn't give us a lot of confidence, but it could happen with any of them. It it can happen. And also, I've got to go dig up the info, and I sent you and Jeff the email, but there's a thing. If persons are interested, you can, if you're maybe of lower income, you can save up to $50 a month on your internet broadband and up to $9.25 on your lifeline, for those of you who use that. And I'll go get the websites. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But uh, that's something this week is a National Lifeline Week, as declared by the FCC. And uh, so is if that's something you're interested in taking advantage of, you want to do it quickly because it's kind of first come, first serve. I think they did it about six months ago, and probably within two or three days, all the applications were filled. So, Yeah, I saw that. Well, we'll get back to that. And you can be in on the fun when we put Jeff on the hot seat today here in just a little while. So let's not make it easy on Jeff. Uh, speaking of that, Jeff, how are you this morning? Well, I guess I'm okay now. I'll find out later on when I'm on the hot seat, right? right. <laughs> I'm doing good, Bill. Everything is good here in Albany, New York. We're supposed to get some rain like Dave is having in the Altoona, PA. Well, we're not having it right now, but uh, it's, it's it's still fairly warm here, and I'm, that's okay with me. 
Everything is good. Yesterday I had an experience. I had mostly really experienced. Normally when I go for my you know annual Medicare checkup, they they have the lab at the doctor's office, which is because it's affiliated with St. Peter's Hospital. It's Albany Prime Care Physicians. But the lab was closed because of, the, of COVID and staffing shortages. So I had to go to one of their other labs, and they have a bunch of them. So I found one that was really not too far from where I live and took an Uber back and forth, and it worked out great. The only problem I had, and I kind of figured this out, is that when you get there, there is no reception desk. There's a, a clipboard, and you, and you got to sign in. Well, I said, well, I, don't, I can't sign in with a clipboard. I don't know where everyone's signature is. So what I did was I called the lab up because I, each, each lab has a phone number, and the lady answered the phone. It was actually the lab person who takes the blood, and I said, I explained the situation. I said, I'm visually impaired. I'm not looking to get ahead of the people on the line. Can you just, you know, let me know when you're ready for me? And she did, and it worked out great. You know, they say you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar, and it, it worked out quite nicely for me. So everything is good over here. All right. Well, just just get ready. We're going to call Jeff the Cat Man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Altoona, Pennsylvania, where they seem to be happy with sunshine. We're very happy with sunshine. If we could get her to stay off the table, which she doesn't do much, but if we could just do that, she would be the perfect cat. She almost is anyway. Yeah. So well, we're doing well. I've never known cats that didn't get on the table. Oh, they just like to be the as high as they can. Does she like being petted, Chris? Yeah. I hear spray bottles work for that, but maybe that's a temporary Well, fix, sometimes right? they do. It didn't with Flash. I haven't resorted to that yet, but I just really hate to, but I may have to. Well, you're not going to get it stopped unless you take some type of action. There's too many good things that wind up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They want to chase. Yeah, like my pancake. Your pancake. Yeah. She, she dragged it off. Well, not it very far chicken. off. But. Yeah. That's we had would have stole your chicken. Great. Our Siamese cat stole the bacon out of out of a sandwich and left the tomato in the bread. Got <laughs> <laughs> the cat's got taste. The cat's yeah. got taste. You My cat you. never got on the table, but one time I caught her nose in the bacon grease and the skillet on the stove, and that was it. Something hmm. about bacon. That bacon one would tear things apart. We put a when we put chicken in the trash can, the cat, no matter what, would dig in. Those are those weird cats. And oh, they, I tried everything to keep them from getting in the trash can. They would tip it over so they could get to it. We put, put a big ten pound stone in the bottom of it and did everything I could. Put, and they would find a way to get in the trash and get the chicken bones. A cat would do anything to get chicken. So uh, when when they make up their mind they're going to do something, they do it. Oh, my favorite. I saw a dog and a cat conspire to get food off the top of the fridge. The dog literally moved his stool over, helped the cat get up on top of the fridge, and knocked the food to the floor so they could all have a little feast. Well, my that's, that's dog clever. guy did that for the poodle. We had three stuffed Cornish game hens on the back of the stove and she took one down and let the poodle have it and then she ate the other two. Were you living at home at the time, Chris? We were visiting. Did someone get, oh, did the, no. which dog got killed first? Uh, <laughs> Dad, Dad wasn't real happy, but actually he told the story many times and laughed about it later. He wasn't happy. I said, all I could think of to say was, well, at least she shared. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> There we go. There you so, go, Chris. Uh, I guess we could go to Radio Tim in the Twin Cities. 
Good morning, everyone. 41 degrees here. Wow, cold. Anyway, for this time of year, um, yeah, we, we've had several animals or dogs and cats, both that learn to do things that you wouldn't like them to do. Like uh, um, we had a basset hound that got down half a case of world's finest chocolate bars and ate them all. That was 18 candy bars, the ones with chocolate and almonds. Did it it kill the animal? Because animals get really sick from that. No, um, well, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about what we had to make her uh, get rid of them and uh, using uh, hydrogen peroxide. Use it, that with, a, well, a baster or, or some kind of a deal to get it to force it down her throat. And it worked. Um, anyway, and she, uh, she didn't even get sick at all from it. But uh, wow. that was a lot of a lot of chocolate. Well, it would have been a, almost almost three pounds. Oh my! A lot of good candy right there went down the drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we had to pay for it because <laughs> I had already bought it, so I could sell it. Uh, well, oh well. You, were you selling nice. it for a particular charity, Tim, or was it just? Uh... Yeah, actually, NFB of Minnesota, uh, the Metro chapter. They got money away from it. So (laughs) that's good. All right, Tim, we'll be back to you. Is there anything else? I was going to say real quick, I will be here today and and actually all next, all this week. I thought I was not going to be here on Friday, but looks like I will next week. I have to take, I think, Tuesday and Thursday if they keep my schedule that way, I hope. Well, you want I'll me to work on your shoulder, Tim? I could do a better. I might be able to do a better job than your uh, therapist, your uh, physical therapist. Well, at least he's consistent. He may not do a better job, but that's true. Yeah, he but he, he'd probably show up. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> it's probably true, Tim. All right, that was so aggravating. You go there, and then the person doesn't show up. Yeah, well, at least they've called me, but right before. Uh, I was supposed to be there to tell me that. Yeah, somebody's making transportation arrangements, you know. Yeah, it's it's difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Is there anyone else on the panels before? I think we've got everyone from the panel. We got Chris, Dave, Tim, Mike, yourself, myself, Jennifer. I um, do. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say one thing before we get started. Um, after the coffee club, of course, is Tim. And we've started a new show about three weeks ago. It comes on at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central. It's called the Bill and Perry Show. And on that show, it's a, a little bit like the coffee club, only we we deal with trivia, national events. We play a whole lot of your requests. And this show has really gotten quite well numbers and i think it's because of perry it's nothing to do with me i just push button take requests and make comments but um this is a new concept we're trying here on the legend so check it out uh i know one of them will be talking about the uh kidnapping case in the west and and that switched to florida and all kinds of things and relevant events and you even see me play a lot of music from the 80s by request so 
if nothing else, stay tuned for that. Okay, Jeff, we'll light up. Oh, the we, phone we got lines, the list yeah. of hands already. So we're going to start with you, Joe, out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then we'll follow it up by Beth, and we'll follow it up by Al in, Al in Ohio. Go ahead, Joe. Unmute yourself. Alt A with that. Uh, there you go. There you go, Joe. You're unmuted. Okay. Good morning, everyone. First day of autumn, 65 degrees. Going to get up to 82 down to 65 tonight. So everything's all fair and. A little podiatry appointment today for both of us. They have a, a new office, so something new to get used to. So that's the way it goes. Yeah, good morning, everybody. And uh, Joe and Ellen, oh. you don't guys don't have to go to the podiatrist. I'll take care of your feet. No, 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 no. that's okay. I'll let you know how to trim toenails. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm just giving you guys a hard time. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, I know. Well, you, you saw how I went with it. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, me, I had a rather interesting experience. Our microwave went out, and had, so we had to go get a new one. Uh, it, my advice, be right there if it goes, if an appliance goes out, be right there so you don't avoid any extra huh, sparking. Go! <laughs> no offense, Bill. Uh, but, I, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, um, no, no, really, seriously, it actually did that. So a friend of ours helped us, and Joe and our, and our friend Natalie went to go get it. You know, Then she helped me mark it, so that was okay. $59 from Walmart, and we got the real markings on it, and so we are eating. But it actually was so strange because we had... I was just about to put some put something in there, and then I just barely started it, and then I heard this pop, and I'm like, "Oh no, yeah!" So I went ahead and took everything out right away. You know, just did what I needed to do, and everything was safe. But that kind of made me a little nervous, you know. Well, once they go, when the magnetron goes, or something like that hits, this stuff, it's you, gone. It, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make it worth to fix it. It's not. What really were you fixed. cooking, Ellen? I had put in uh, one of those dinners that was in it was a. Uh, Beef and broccoli oh. from Marie Calendars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did yeah, you get to save it? Then. Did you save the? Oh, um, what I did? Yeah, I did. I took it out. I put it back in the box. We're gonna later, and then we had it. We had it later on that night, and it turned out just fine. So you do have a new microwave. Um, is it one of the low-powered microwaves, like seven or eight hundred watts, or? I don't it- know what what the wattage is, but I do. I can tell you that it'll cook one of those dinners. In seven minutes. Well, hey, you know, if that works for you and it works good, God bless you and God bless Walmart that you can <laughs> find it. No kidding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, that you can find it, you can use it and make it go. So, yeah, the fun part was getting it, but, you know, because we live up here on the third floor. So, um, Joe and we got our friend Ellie had to carry it. Yeah. You know, they're but that's, all, that's okay. It worked out just fine. Uh, we'll be talking about some new new ovens coming up here in a few weeks that I noticed yesterday. I don't know what the potential of them are, but I know they're accessible. They're toaster ovens and all kinds of things, and they are accessible, and it's one of those type of things. But I haven't seen microwaves, with the exception of the Amazons that are you know, where you can talk to them. And gosh, if you'd been in Florida, I'd given you a small Amazon microwave that we bought for $59 that will work for you. But 
Anyway, and Joe, before you guys go, I just got your email yesterday, and I did two shows, so I was a little busy. I want to clear. I want to clear up WTLC for you real quick. WTLC has an AM station, which is gospel, which is barely on the air. I don't know what their problem is now, but. Then they have two FM translators at 95.1 and 92.7. Now, there's a WTLC FM at 106.7, which is urban contemporary, and it's been that for several years. It used, um, and it's been there for a while. And um, so. Oh, yeah, I yeah, used to I, be at 105.7 back on, many I, years ago. So The interesting thing is, is, is Lady A, when I say WTLC AM, she, she does pull it up the light, and, and I know the FM is, is there with contemporary, and, and AM, is, as far as I know, AM like that has always been gospel and FM, or urban contemporaries, as you say. So it, it actually must be what, what is listed as number two, what Jeff said. It, it is probably the urban contemporary, the uh, FM. Right. It's not the gospel station. Right. The gospels. And by the way, Joe, we, we already know that you'd rather hear Adventures in Music, and I forgot the name of the host that used to be on WJR and it used to be on WQXR. Carl Summoner. I don't remember his last name, but you probably remember the show. Yeah. Oh, it's a classical music show. You'd right, probably right. rather listen to that anyway, right, Joe? Oh, yeah. oh, oh for sure. <laughs> but anyway, but Joe, the reason it's not, the light is not up in the ratings is because the signal is very, very weak. Um, the translators do okay. The AM is really non-existent. It's barely on the air. It's a digital station. I guess you could get it on an HD radio, but how many well, we people... Pulled it up, we pulled it up on our, uh, on our Lady AM here. Yeah, on, that, on, on, on the internet, of course. Well, but yeah. I I remember being in Indianapolis, Indiana, in 1993, and, and the signal, the AM signal was was really weak. Wow. And, and yeah. at that time, they were with, with CBS radio. It, it, it's the first time I ever heard black gospel and you heard Charles Collingwood and stuff in CBS News. Wow. What, it, it was an entirely different combination. Right, a, a different combination. But I thought I'd clear that up for you a little bit. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So, so, so let, Bill, a quick radio question for yeah. all the radio folks out there. So first of all, this AM station, when it's on your digital... How does it sound on your digital radio, or if you use a standard radio, what do you hear when you tune past that 1310 Standard radio, it it still picks it up. I think they're required to still broadcast it over the air. It sounds very weak, muffled, distorted. It sounds as bad as a radio station could sound. So their digital is not going well. No. Yeah, but what we did, but when we pulled up the AM on uh, on the Lady A, that was fine. Yeah, so. but that's pulling off the internet, and yeah. you're going to get a much better signal. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, by far, yeah. Yeah. So, but so way, Mike, why. if you want to hear, I got to hear WFAS AM. Uh, licensed, well, it's licensed to Bronxville, New York. I guess it are white planes or whatever. And they are twelve thirty on the dial in New York. They're owned by Cumulus, and they're only digital. And they, it just sounds like hash. Uh, you, you, it, there's nothing intelligible to listen to if you don't have an HD radio. Yeah, I, I thought that'd be two HDs. So I don't know what they're doing in Indy, but wow, know, but it's in Indy. It's just terrible. It at its best, it wasn't that good. So. It's not so good. Thank you, Joe and Ellen. Oh, sure enough. Yep.
All right, who's next, Jeff? All right, we're going to go to uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, I guess it is, and we're going to talk to Beth Moline. Beth, can you unmute yourself all day on that uh, keyboard of yours? Yep, I got it. The lovely, talented Beth. Good morning. Um, I was going to let you know, I didn't know if Gail called in here this morning. I know sometimes people can do that on the phone, but she's without internet. Her modem went bye-bye last week. It was really weird. She had a modem that she had had since she moved into the Russell Arms apartments, and that's been quite a while. And now someone's having to put in a new modem for her, and she said that she didn't want to have to miss the coffee club. I told her she could always call in on the phone, but I didn't think she was going to, I didn't know if she was going to do that or not. Yeah. She did tell me to tell all of you hi, though, and that she's hoping to be back on here next week, next Wednesday. Well, that'll be good for Modem. I think she had it for 14 or 15 years. Yeah. It's about time, yeah. I know quite a while. I can't get over it. And, you know, I was curious, could I ask a radio question? Sure. There's um, there's some stations that I, after a while, wasn't able to get, and I can't figure out why, but it's all the VCY America stations. And I'm wondering if anyone knows anything about that. Jeff? What station in particular are you not having? Are you having a problem with Bethany? Well, there's one that's simply called VCY America, and I was able to get it for a long time. Now, do you listen to it using your Amazon voice assistant? Is that how you do it? I don't have that as of yet, but I'm hoping to get that. I'm uh, listening to it sometimes on the Victor stream and sometimes on the computer. Maybe maybe they've changed their internet URLs, and that's why the Victor stream isn't getting it. Yeah, and I just can't help but wonder. I guess I'll have to try to get on the computer and see what it what it's doing but i i was just curious about that well i would suggest going to your favorite web browser typing that in go to their website and see if their stream has changed and see if you're still able to get it that way sure because i used to get it i used to have i have a pls file for it Right. And I could always listen in Winamp. That's another thing. I'm having trouble with my Winamp lately. Oh, well, I just can't th- th- do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> well, two, two things about that, Beth. Number one, Internet stations change, change, change. Due to circumstances, they change. Number one, Winamp is not being, well, they did come out with a new version of it here a while back, I think. Yeah. Um. Was was that a beta mic, or has it been a full release? I, I think it's Winamp? official, but that's not the issue. It has to do with the Windows file associations. They keep changing. Microsoft when they do updates, mm-hmm. and you have to go back in and tell it that an M3U or a PLS is to be played with Winamp. Yeah. Then it'll start working again, but it, it's a bug. And, I, and in the old versions of Winamp, you could do it within Winamp, but you can't do it that way anymore. Right, and you never know about uh, the Victor stream. It's maintained by one person, usually, and unless that person knows that there's a mistake or station's not working, he's not going to go check thousands of stations every day to right. find out. No, and I have emailed that person. And the person that I got my first Victor stream from, he's got a, he's got a website and also he's got a, 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 a earlier version of Winamp that he said that he can still 
get things and he can he can enter it's on all of my mp3 files even and mp4s and this uh, a few other things but it just seems like i can't seem to find the winamp on his the the winamp version on his website okay who is the person can you it's Roger Beam. Um, oh, Roger. Out of, yeah, Roger out of uh, Wisconsin. Yep. Well, I think I've got that somewhere because I agree. I like the older Winamp, the 5666. Yeah, 566, and that seems yeah. to do it. But if yeah, you, I've got 5666, but it's not letting me enter on my on any of the MP3 files right now. What it's doing is I'm having to open with. So oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, you've got to go in and change your associations yeah, we tried uh, that, too. <laughs> uh, well, the other thing is, I hate to tell folks, Uh-oh. and they won't listen to me, but... I'll listen. <laughs> sooner or later, you need to jump off this Winamp boat and go to, for, for the sixth thing that's really going to work, and that if the station has a link, and most of them do now, that you can play it right there on the website. They usually have volume buttons and they usually have a mute button and the way that you can control it. That That is one of the things. But if you write me off list at bill at billsparks.org, I'm sure we can figure something out for you. Sure. That sounds good. <laughs> but yeah. All right. I, thank you. Oh, sorry. I, I wanted to make, just make sure to... to because I know to, when I redo my website, yeah. I'm not going to depend upon Winamp anymore. Mm-hmm. It's let me down too much. Well, we got a lot of callers, best, so we no, better no, get to. I'll, but I'll, but but, I'll tell Gail. I'll, I'll tell Gail I talked to you. And all if this you morning. will send me an email. Or oh, call and me. what was your universal yum? Yeah. Oh well, no, that's going to be tomorrow. Actually, I was hoping it'd be um, today, but it, it's actually going to be tomorrow afternoon. So, oh, I thought it was last week. I know I was thinking that too, but then I read my September activities calendar, and and then I'm thinking, oops, we're not having it Wednesday. And then I'm thinking we're not having it last week. I was thinking we're not having it today. We're not having it next Wednesday. We're having it next Thursday. So today, tomorrow is the day that we're actually having it. And so once I find out what it is, I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> I'll remember that, and I'll let you know what it was. Wow, that'll be good. So keep us posted, Beth. And if you can, drop me a short note and we'll exchange calls and maybe we can get this figured out, okay? Sure, that sounds good. All right. All right, we got a bunch of hands raised here, Bill. Okay, let's We're gonna go. We're going to do, um, Alan, Al, you're going to come next from Palmer Heights, Ohio. And then Pamela Fl- Francis will be next and then Bill will be next out in Chicago. Go ahead, Al. Can you unmute yourself, please? Star, I, I mean, think, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, I think I am on the meter. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. It's currently 69 degrees in Parma Heights, and the weather is rainy. We're going to have a few inches of rain, they say, today. We're going to have some floods this afternoon. I don't know, some low-pressure system that's traveling very slowly throughout the, this area. But anyway, uh, Bill, I have a question. Uh, that's the reason I called. Are you going to be interviewed soon? Because the reason I ask is I would like to ask tough questions about your Cleveland stay in the late 70s. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, Jeff said he didn't want to do it because it wasn't worth his time. Uh, 
Well, it'll be <laughs> worth my time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. So Dave what Rickard, you do yeah, in Cleveland area? What you did you do any kind of uh, activities or go places in Cleveland? You know, I know you're working here, but I'd like to hear more of uh, things that you did or places that you went to. Oh yeah, I just tell you in a nutshell, and but we will do that in the next week or two. But just in a nutshell, I arrived in Cleveland in April of '78. We oh, got two months into, after the blizzard. So. <laughs> right, we we accidentally they put us in Westlake, Ohio, instead of near Lakewood. Ooh. So we moved one place and had to move the next week. We got to Lakewood. I spent most of my time on the in Lakewood and Rocky River. Met a lot of nice people there. Got involved a little bit with the Sight Center. Um, good, yeah. You know, Cleveland. Um, my ex didn't like Cleveland so well, but I like Cleveland. Um, oh, and, you know, and when did you leave there? 1980, then? 1980. Uh-huh. So, and you know, you know, Alan, he, he took his ex, uh, his ex to a J.D. Robinson, the Diamond Man. Yeah, I yeah, guess right. so. He, he took her. But anyway, yeah, you know, the funny thing about it, I thought you and Jennifer came to Cleveland in 1978, but she's a lot younger than you are. Right, I she's, she's younger than I am. So, yeah, she was not even graduated from high school then. So right. when I came and so said, good, yeah. but well, you know, talk been, more about it sometime. Yeah, I will. Call you on the header or something. But and anyway, uh, when you call in today to the, if you call in today at the Perry Show, the Bill one and to Perry, three, right? You can use the um, the Zoom line that we're going to save the that special number, the three one seven eight eight six eleven zero three for the. Um, people that just can't use Zoom, and we'll keep that Zoom for people like you that can. And right, all people. things radio line or this Yeah, line? all things radio. Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. do that. And uh, another thing uh, for uh, Chris and Dave, I picked up WRTA. I listened to that the uh, last couple of days. It's a pretty interesting station. It's they, different. They have two net. They have two networks. On the bottom of the hour, they use the Fox News Minute. And then at the top of the hour, they use SRN News. So that's interesting. And yeah. also at the bottom of the hour, they actually do have Fox Sports update, but it's not actually from Fox Sports at the top of the hour. They do a, a separate uh, Fox Sports update. Uh-huh. After the news, that's interesting. Well, the guy introduced here's uh, this and this. Here's sports update, and the guy gives a minute sports update at the bottom of the hour. That's interesting. Good yeah. stuff. It's it's different. Yeah, they got the Fox News Hour from 5 to 6, and they got the Business Guy, Gordon Deal, 6 to 7. They got the local, and I did listen to one D. Bell a little bit Tuesday, the last hour. So. Well, she's That's the one that got, she's been fired from a lot of places. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's got to laugh at our WRTA, hopefully <laughs> she won't open them out too much. <laughs> Does she do it locally there? Or I is... don't think so. They call the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I don't know oh, if she comes okay. from WRTA, or is there another flagship station? Well, the There's a couple said, others. Oh, is there, Doug? from Texas, yeah. Florida, and all over the country. Hey, let's say hello to Doug. Hey, we got you, hey, Doug. Doug. I'll, see you, I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> when you we, got always, we got a ton of people hey. doing it. I'll give it to Doug because he, know, he, know, he okay. never comes in here. And... So what, what is on Doug's mind that drives Doug in on the phone? I sent a message to Apple yesterday when they asked me for my opinion about my my purchase experience, and I rated um, something a negative. And after I did that, they said, why did you rate this a negative? And I said, because I'm still kicking myself for not going to Android. <laughs> oh. 
um, this iOS 15, uh, you guys have probably talked about it, but wow, is it a challenge, some of it. It is. It is. It's not. I mean, I'm telling you now, you know, I like both, Doug, and I'll probably end up with both. But if iOS doesn't get their act together, and I mean it sincerely, this iOS 15 if they don't get their act together, and especially their hardware with these phones, that wasn't a significant, unless you were coming from, you know, a 10 up, you know, to switch to a new phone, you know, it would hardly been worth it. But they don't have well, that fingerprint sensor yet or USB-C. A, a tip, I'm sorry, no. a, a tip I can tell you is this. If you use your Sonos app on your iPhone and you've upgraded if you try to use it and it tells you you need to upgrade your app, uh, there's no upgrade in the app store. So thanks to Robin Frost on Twitter, um, she told me to upgrade uh, my Sonos products on the computer. And then the App Store app uh, or the Apple app would work properly. And sure enough, it did. Maybe that's the problem with my problems here. Okay, you have problems be. looking from app to app when it's when you're going on the home screen. I've I've heard that that's been a real bug on on iOS 15. Have you had a problem with that? Yeah, there's some setting in accessibility called so, like limited limit motion or something, <sighs> and you have to change that setting to from its default. And when you do that, that corrects the problem. Okay. Now, why are you kicking yourself because you didn't go to or think about Android? Well. I was, but now I'm not anymore. Um, I really do want both, and I didn't want to stay with the 10R as my final iPhone because it doesn't have uh, the latest LiDAR technology and all those things. So I'm thinking that probably that this is the phone I'll use when it comes to 13. Um, I got the 13 Pro. And then next year when I think about changing to something else or any time in the future, I'll just buy an Android product and use the iPhone when I need to. Yeah, I think that's basically how I do or it. Or use either when I need to, you know right. what I mean? It's like now, when, you, when, you got your per- when you're getting your 13 Pro when it comes, are you trading your, your, old, your iPhone XR for the, uh, as well? Are you, yes. Are you, okay. Oh, yeah. And so, and you don't have to answer this, but how much did they give you for the XR? Um, I want to say two six two sixty nine something like that. Two sixty nine. Well, that's better than nothing. Yeah, I got offered one seventy for the SE. Well, you'd have a hard time getting rid of that thing. Is that, that the new SE or the old one, Mike? That's a, no, it's twenty twenty. The new one. Okay, but, gotcha. Yeah. So but what I had kind a of problem? What kind of problems are with the the new iOS? Um. If you use Safari, one thing you'll have to get used to is, you know how your address used to be in the upper left-hand corner of your screen? Uh-huh. It's now in the bottom right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you go into settings and change that back, Doug. Oh, you can? Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. But, but no, I switched good, good. to Brave because there's certain forms that Safari won't do anymore. So yeah. I yeah, I'm, Brave I'm about to do that too, Mike. <laughs> have you got the new phone in your hands yet? Or it won't be it's coming Friday. You know, and the the other thing is Safari, I guess if you use a Mac, the old phrase is back busy, busy, busy. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh my god. I I don't know how that that web browser. Jenny likes it and well, I like it for some things. I don't like it for everything, but sometimes, well like yesterday, it did what you wanted it to do. But when you were trying to 
confirm that link or whatever. But I've never tried Brave on the phone yet, so I've, we're going to have oh, to interesting. try it. I'll have to do that. Hey, Mike, Mike which Brave browser did you use on the phone? I saw two of them in the app store. One was a Brave browser where you could buy a a, a, a network a VPN. Is that is that a different <laughs> one than the one you have, Mike? Yeah, mine just says Brave browser. I didn't pay anything to, to do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I've tried, and and we're going to see how Doug does with this, and we'll have a smackdown. Doug and I are good at that, having a a beatdown and see what happens. But so, which Android device are you thinking about getting, Doug? You know, I, I haven't given it much thought yet since I just um, it, that's all going to be put on hold because we put a bucket load of money toward a kitty cat. <laughs> um, but that's another story. Yeah, tell us about anyway, that real quick. People are wanting to know about your cat and Jeff. Since he's not real big on the cats, we make him talk about cats. <laughs> no, I heard Old your cat was sick, Doug. That's what I heard. Yeah, we've got him. Uh, he's got a feeding tube in his neck, and so we have to feed him his food after we liquefy it, and we have to feed him his medicine all through the feeding tube and his water. Um, basically, he's had a really bad upper respiratory infection that even affected his jaws and his everything. And he couldn't even close his mouth when we took him to the vet. So, and did um, he get COVID or something? No, it's, it was just a he had a sinus infection and it just went, went viral. And that's what happened. And how well, much it, is, do they think he'll have to be on the feeding tube forever or after no. get him off that? No. In fact, he's not. He doesn't have full control, but now he's got control of his tongue at least, and um, and his mouth is getting much better. So it'll probably be a three or four week process, but we'll have him back on his feet. It's still an emotional experience for both uh, you and Chris, and we understand that, Doug. I didn't, well, yeah, you're not kidding. Feeding him uh, every six hours, it's like okay, it's two thirty in the morning, time to feed the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah. having a little bitty bubble fed kitten. It I'd, really is. I admire both of you guys for stepping up and doing that. I don't know. Does he cooperate with you pretty much, or does he fight you about it? No, he's a good cat. What's that? Oh, my goodness, Chris. Get those out of here. I'm, I'm on Zoom. Oh, my goodness. Chris just bought me a, brought us a big box of homemade pizzelles that somebody gave us. What are those? They're, um, these are, you know what, you know what Anna's? Uh, anisette or anise is it's like licorice flavor yeah, the, yeah. they have they make cookies with like you get anise cookies. Right. <laughs> yeah well these are like a waffly kind of cookies that taste like that they're great oh i love them yeah oh, come on that yeah. was a big bit of radio to eat on the air you gotta have one on the air doug <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, my favorite food i gotta tell a food radio story you brought that up but McDonald's, they were, the breakfast burritos just came out, and they brought them down yeah. to the radio station of eating the thing live on the air, open microphone, bite into a shell. <laughs> oh, no. I wanted to say something. I didn't because they were paying, but uh, I was like, tasty, you know? What can you say? Oh, yeah. Well, at least you know the egg was fresh. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It was a real egg. Yeah. That's like yeah. the microwave special. Yeah. Yeah, the the yolk's on you. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> and you knew they were real. Yeah, yeah. they don't do that now. Well, well Doug, I don't want to hog everything. Bring back the McRib sandwich, please. But we, oh, yeah, we do expect good. a full report, Doug, and <laughs> of the new phones. And we'll have a, a smackdown. Last night, I, I needed some, Jenny needed some stuff red. I came down from Sports Lounge. I ripped out that Android and... And I had the iPhone sitting beside it, and I said, let's compare, and there was just no comparison. I was trying to, 
you know, to, and then scan some cans they needed to to know what was barcodes and boom, boom, boom. You know. Well, to be fair, Chris is twelve. She's got a twelve, and her twelve takes half the time mine does to update, and mine's a ten R. So, right. I guess it really is a more powerful phone these newer ones. Right. So. Well, we will see, but we have a smackdown yep. like we do, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right. well, I don't want to hog the time because were... I'm sorry, Jennifer. That used to be so fun when you guys would do the radio smackdowns. I used to just love to be in the background <laughs> and the yelling, and we did have fun. Just keep talking, Doug, because I'm on the hot seat. So just keep talking. Don't worry about it, Doug. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he's on the hot seat, so you can jump in any time if you want to call back in and. We'll put Jeff on the hot seat. I think you ought to have the SmackDown on the coffee club. Doug and I do oh this. My sm- oh, my goodness. Uh, we'd have to clean it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but we would have fun doing it. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Doug. <laughs> Thank you all. All right. Who's oh, I next, can't believe we got six hands raised here. Yeah. Who's next, Jeff? All right, let's see our next victim. Let's see our next victim is the one that had has a birthday today. It's Pamela Francis. Uh, go ahead and unmute yourself, Pam. I think I'm unmuted. And you're Can not you really, you're not you're not really a victim. I'm sorry, Pam. <laughs> no, we're going to Kansas oh, well. City today. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> well, let me just say it this way, folks. Thank you all for all of your support through the year. It has been a challenging year medically, but we've made it through to a to a year where I can't flip the numbers around, which is, I don't know if I like that, but I don't feel it. Anyway, um, as we flip the calendar on my birthday, we also flip the seasons. And we're at 52 this morning, headed to 72. Also, with reference to Bill and Perry's show and all that, um, that is a neat concept. I like that. And when on Saturday, it's past Saturday morning on Bill's Classic Country Show, I just happened to get a wild hair up my rear end and called in on the Zoom line and was an impromptu co-host. That was fun. Got to hand it to you, Bill. You, we somehow made that work without any pre-planning, without any anything. It just worked. Nope, it worked. That's and was... I just want to say thank you to everyone for all their support. And yes, I will come back on the radio. I've got some things that I'm trying to get out of my hair before I can given that I am big in consistency, I don't want to I, I, I want when I get my audience, I want to keep it. Yeah. So you got a trip to make and all that stuff. Yes, and... yes, yes. So I'm I'm just I'm trying to make sure that I've got everything out of my hair before I come back on the radio. That doesn't mean I don't want to. Well Well happy birthday, Pam. You sound much better than you have in quite some time, and I don't mean that oh. as an insult at all. Yeah. Oh no, so happy Doug, it's all right. It, I, I had some medication issues that have since been straightened out. I, oh man, I am here to tell you, I, I am much, much, much better than I have been in ages. And I, I, I've got my doctors at my local hospital to thank for that, and thank you to all the Legend family for all their support. And the legend staff with their support. You guys are great. Love all of you. Yeah, let me reach around and pat myself on the back here. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that hurts my arm. But no. <laughs> so I guess I can't do that. Thank you. Um, thank thank you, you, Pam. Pam. 
I think it hurts your arm, Bill. That's if Tim can't even do that right now. So, (laughs) Bill, unmute yourself out of Illinois. Say hello to the gang. Yeah, I'm here. It's about 60 degrees here. Rain this morning. Uh, Lake is really rough. They got on this side of the lake. On the Illinois side, they've got 15, 20-foot waves. On the on the Indiana side, towards South Bend, Michigan City, they've got 20, 25-foot waves coming in. So the lake, are worrying about the lake flooding over the outer drive, and they got all those things closed off and everything else. And uh, while I think of it, uh, this kind of pertains to they talk. Some people talk about radio or radio shows. I, um, I might not get on all things radio tomorrow night, but I sent Jeff an email, but it, I must have the wrong address. Tomorrow. Saturday, this coming Saturday, the 25th, if you want to listen to some old radio show from 1968, retroactive shows from uh, 1968, which will be on uh, Those Were the Days, that's on WDCB.org. You can listen to it from 1 to 5 on at Central Time on Saturday, or the following Tuesday, you can get it 24 hours a day if you go to Nostalgia Digest and go down and click on those where the days you're going to listen to it 24 hours a day. But they're going to do some old record shows like the Ron Britton show, Wally Phillips show, uh, Arthur Godfrey show discussing Eisenhower's death. Uh, there's going to be a couple uh, short mystery shows and several other things. And they have a guy that comes on there that reads a newspaper, usually from that, that day, that year, from one of the shows. What's the station again, Bill? It's WDCB. W, okay, okay, WDCB. Dot org. It's a public radio station out of the Page College. Now, what, what time does it on start? One one o'clock Central Time. Okay, very good. And that is from one to five. And yeah, just I'd mention because most of most of the time he plays like you know shows in the thirties and the forties, the old you know detectives and but this he's doing some retroactive stuff from nineteen sixty eight. And I thought, well, people may know some of those shows like Ron Britton, Wally Phillips. Arthur Godfrey show, some of that stuff I'll just mention in case somebody wants to listen to it. And otherwise, the way it sounds, these new phones, I don't know if I want to get one or not. <laughs> I was debating it. Well, they want to upgrade my iPhone to a, to a 13. Or not, so I, don't know. I don't know about the 13. The 12 didn't sound too bad. Right. I think, Bill, I think that Doug was more talking about the operating system issues, not the actual yeah, phone yeah, right, itself. Right, right, right. Because yeah. then, then, I got a um, 8. So do I. Uh, a plus. And is 15 going to work on that? Yes. Oh, okay. You may not get all the features of 15, but well, it will I'm not work. Worried about it. I don't. I don't use a lot of those features, anyways. I don't. I don't. Usually, I don't go to the internet on my phone and stuff and all that kind of stuff. I usually do the on the computer, and that's about it. I don't, I don't sit around and just sit on my phone all day. So, and I, use, I, I very don't think any use, of us really do that. No, no. I mean, what I mean is, I very seldom use the internet on my phone or Safari or those things. I've never really, really seen any used to use because I've always, I'm always near my computer or if I'm somewhere, I've always got a computer I can get to. So, because I mean, I've got my sister, uh, I can go into it and access my JAWS through her computer for a short time if I need to. So, you know, there's different things I can do. So, anyway, that's oh. about it. So, okay, well, I'll just mention that radio show in case somebody was interested. All right. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Okay, Jeff, I've got a call from, not the hotline, but um, from Debbie, who called in and asked a question, and we can knock this one off real quick. Oh, go ahead. So I'll play that real quick. Okay, I'll let you do it, Bill. (laughs) Good morning, Bill and Coffee Club crew. This is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana. You were talking about Android phones and iPhones. 
I have a question. My son has a Google Pixel phone, and I was wondering if those are accessible. He's very happy with his phone, and he even uses it quite a bit in his work. So anyway, just wondering about that phone. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, I'll make it real quick. That phone is 100% accessible. It is the truest phone to a true Android experience. In other words, it's not been jacked around with any other system. It is very accessible. It works also with the Google Assistant. It is a very good one. They're coming out with a new model here in sometime next month. But you can even, if you're not interested in the 5G or whatever, you want to get a little bit older Pixel, you can get one. They they both have the fingerprint thing, you know, like the home button. And they also have an earphone jack on them. So they are very much accessible, and you can get them a whole lot cheaper. I so, think the 4As are like $350, right? Yeah, so. they're they're very, very they're very reasonably priced. Right. So, Debbie, I didn't, I've got it, you know, but I, if you got any more questions, just ask me. And but I do, I do want to make sure, Debbie, that you understand you got a different operating system. So your gestures and some things, the way change. that you interface with the phone is different. But fortunately, it's coming, they're coming together. They're, you know, the double tap works on the Android now and all the the three-finger tap and all of those things, multi-gestured. So, And you can configure the gestures as you wish them to be. So, Mike, while we're talking about phones, I have a question. Have you noticed since the 15 software came out the extra vibrations on the screen? I haven't, Chris, because I turn those off. I don't okay. like vibrations, so I totally kill that. I don't mind them, but it seems like it's really overkill yeah yeah i've, I I've always thought i don't know i've looked and i can't find them if there are i looked last night i think doug said he turned his off well you can turn the vibrations off but then you don't get any i want some i just don't want the extra yeah the problem i think the ones that are annoying you you can't turn off yeah i think that's right at least i couldn't find how and i looked all over but I, why I was most disappointed with the Siri, the I can't tell you. I don't know if they just can't get it right, or what its problem was. But I had to tell it four or five times again. You know, maybe the newer models would work better with Siri. I thought I it was supposed to be new and improved. Well, it's supposed to not go out to the cloud to, to translate, but sometimes it still does. So sometimes it works great, and sometimes it works like it used to. So they're not really implementing it as they claimed because when it does respond locally on your phone it's faster it's more accurate yeah. now you have to understand that when you do it, it it may just read the last thing that it types so it may not automatically read your whole message so you got to go back in that edit box and read the entire message but oh. i know what you're saying bill sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so i don't know why i think the biggest problem that you have with apple and all these companies is that they're trying to compete I don't think they're putting the quality into quality assurance testing that they used to, and that's the problem. Somebody also asked the question, why can't I get my phone to, to say when you respond and say, check last call or something like that, and it's not doing that, and it's not doing that. So I don't know what that issue is, 
Anybody else have that, that problem? Is that somebody that's updated to 15? No, or they're that, using 14. Because I haven't had any trouble with that. Yeah, I think, too, like if you have an older phone and try to compare it to some of the newer phones, that's a little hard to do because we have the 12s, and while there may be a couple of corks in 15 that, that you can fix, um, it works rather well. So, you know, I think you have to be careful because if you have like an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10 or 11, there's going to be some differences. There's uh, oh, I don't know, think a that. lot of improvement on, on the newer phones. I would agree with Dave on that because even though the SE is not really one of the best phones, it's 15 has worked great on it. It fixed so many bugs from 14, even in the betas, that... I wonder if there's specific issues with the 10R, although I agree, and I thank Doug for the Sonos tip, because I had the same thing. I could not upgrade it, so now I know to put it on my computer first. But uh, generally, other than Safari, it's been a very positive experience to go to 15, so I, I think it does depend on your phone. It could be. Could be. Uh, could very well be. But just in the last few days, they've not been able to ask their phone for missed calls and said, well, restart your phone. That didn't do it, so... I don't know what else they can can do. I can go look at them. And usually, if you can find your notifications, my phone chatters if I missed a call as soon as I unlock the thing and tell me that I missed a call. Well, I saw something new just yesterday, and I hadn't seen this before about reading your notifications and something about, or like, you know, calls and messages and stuff. And by default, it was set to headphones only. And so you have to change that if you want it to speak things as they're happening. So it's strange that it would be set to headphones only by default. I guess it assumes that maybe you're in public and you don't want it to talk and speak out loud some things. Yeah, I, I don't know, but, but... That's a setting maybe... So I, I would advise that, folks... Yeah. Well, I find that really annoying when you are on something and it switches to the earpiece yeah. automatically when you don't want it to. I mean, I sort of feel like if I'm listening on on the speaker and I tap on something else it should stay on the speaker yeah it is kind of glitchy sometimes it wants to go through your sound system your speaker or whatever your Sonos and other times it wants it stays on the phone it's not consistent is it you know you were talking about the Sonos Mike I have the Sonos controller on my computer and there was an update this morning for it which I installed that's a good idea hey, uh, I'm back for a quick one guys yeah go ahead can you hear me yeah, yeah, we yeah hear you. go ahead Doug yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, um, if you want to reduce that jittery stuff with your motion, go to um, accessibility. And in accessibility, there's a button called motion. And you want to turn on reduce motion. Okay. I, I did see that. I, I saw that, and I think mine is on, but I will double check that. Okay. Hopefully that helps. And don't let Dave touch the phone, Chris, because if he takes it apart, he may not be able to put it back together again. I wouldn't take it apart. <laughs> hey, Doug, when you get the new phone, I'd like to see the inside of it. Okay, okay I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after it smokes. <laughs> Poor, Dave. <laughs> Poor Dave, we give him such a hard time, guys. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. All right, we still got some hand raised okay. spots. I'm just letting you know. Go ahead, Jeff. Alan, uh, out in Ontario, California. Sorry to make you wait so long. I know your hands are tired. Uh, can you unmute yourself? And then we'll we'll take it out to, uh, I believe, Charles and out in Maryland. Go, go ahead, Alan. Hi, I'm unmuted. Yes, you're right. Go ahead. Uh, we have 70 degrees out here. We're supposed to have about 97, 98. You know, it's going to be hot here. 
Anything else going on, Alan? Well, I guess we moved the win out from my uh, computer. I just got tired of it, and I just deleted. Okay. Are you are you going to go up to Sequoia National Park and save the uh, sequoia trees? Uh, they put tinfoil, uh, some kind of foil blanket around it to save it. Uh, that, that was interesting. I was reading was, that uh, the other day where they said they wrapped it in aluminum foil. Oh, my. Yeah, but some of those trees are 2,000 years old, they oh, say. Oh, yeah. Wrap the they also are not going to be able to be replaced if they burn down. So they did they put a thermal blanket around and tried to save them. And so I'm hoping that climate changes and everything else out here. And how's your brother Walter doing? Oh, he's doing fine. I have decided to use VLC media player for my POS file to play. It does work well. I have it on my computer. Not as intuitive as, as Winamp, yeah. but it does work. The only thing I did not like about Winamp when I removed it, they left the folder behind in, in the program files. They had removed. Oh, yeah. A lot of programs do, just in case you want to reinstall and it keeps okay. your settings in it. But... Oh, I see. You're but really... that's not my uh, effect of the program. If you reinstall it and something went wrong the first time uh, when you installed it. That happens, so that's why sometimes maybe you want to remove that folder. It's oh, usually okay. stuff in the plugins folder that, that causes problems. So, uh, But I, I don't blame all WinApp. Part of it's Microsoft. They're yeah. Messing with the associations, and every time you update they're Windows, it changes things. Too, I've been getting a lot of uh, this search extension has malware, and it has been disabled. Well, that's not good. No, I haven't had that, but uh, yeah. wow. All right. Thank you, Alan. All right. All right. All right. Charles out in uh, Maryland. Go ahead. Yes. How you doing? How is everybody? Um, let's wish um, Pam uh, French is a happy birthday. <clears throat> also, I have something for Gail. Um, I know she's not here right now, but maybe she can hear this on delay. I did promise last week that I was going to give you the number. This might help her, uh, the medical solution supplier. Um, you know, they have the leg pumps and stuff. Um, it's 1-800-734-0422. 1-800-734-0422. Um, also, I have a compliment to give to uh, Dave um Tim and uh, Bill, uh, this is really a compliment. Whenever I call in for requests, I like the way uh, you guys uh, say my name. You know, it sounds really neat. You know, let's let's play this for Charles. I like the way they say, you know, let's play this for, for Charles. Charles. Like it's kind of neat. And I mean that as a compliment. And I'm not making fun of anybody or anything like that. Uh, oh, no, but I screwed also, up on one of your requests, Charles. Say that again? I screwed up on one of your requests the other day. Oh, don't worry about it. I didn't do it on purpose. I know. Um, I know. But I know I made the mistake, but I will correct it. Okay, you know, it's no big deal. It's you to get know upset I'm over. going to. Um, so, anyway, also I was going to ask Dave real quick. Uh, these are people that I knew from camp who went to the Pittsburgh school. Uh, did you know people like um, Jeannie Gardner, um, Ellen Goldfun? Uh, Mary Viksanovich, Mary Vanarczyk, uh, Greg Madison, who died, uh, Larry and uh, Jimmy Wiseman. They, they were the twins. Yeah, I knew all of them. And I even know oh, Ellen. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were really cool. Uh, Mary Vanarczyk died. That was kind of sad, too, because uh, I, I reestablished contact with her, and 
the early 2000s. Uh, she remembered me from 73. Wow, that was a long time not to see somebody and still remember them. That was uh, really something. But, uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be, and she's in a better place, and life goes on. Um, I was really hoping to get together with her and stuff, but uh, time ran out, and she was probably too sickly, more sickly than I really believed. So, uh, you know, that's where these things go, and she's in heaven, and I'll see her in heaven. So that's the way it is. Thank you, Charles. And of course, we're going to be playing your requests and doing all we do. And that's just what we was. What is the lady told me yesterday? That's how we roll. So that's. Yeah, I do appreciate it. I really do. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Charles. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Next on the list is Jerry out in um, Indiana, Pennsylvania, the home of Jimmy Stewart. Go ahead, Jerry. Can you unmute yourself? Star six, please. Jerry will be there. Okay, good morning, everybody. First of all, I want to wish a happy birthday to both uh, Pam Francis and to Al in Parma Heights. Um, Today, Al's birthday? Guys. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. We'll yeah, I hope you guys are having a great day. Pam Francis' birthday. And uh, oh. what was that station Bill gave about that WZ, WCBT that's going to have that uh, 1968 thing? I think they would. That was a call letters. Yes, it was. Um, okay. Well, I'm moving on. Uh, starting well tomorrow, I'm going to get a uh, um, tomorrow. I'm going to get a PET scan of the entire area where I have you know where my uh, port is and all that kind of stuff. And then next week, I meet I uh, meet the surgeon who is performing my um, surgery uh, on you know my uh, the tumor and repairing my hiatal hernia. That's a week from today, so I won't see you guys in the coffee club. Okay, hold on just a moment here. All right, buddy, please. I will unmute you when it's ready for you to talk. I'm sorry to be rude. I'm not not trying to be rude. I'm not having two. I'm just going to meet the surgeon. I don't know when the surgeries are going to happen, but uh, I'm done with the chemo and the radiation, and I'm uh, feeling good. That's a good thing, and we've all been praying for you. Yeah, we want you to be a because I know you listen to all things radio and the coffee club and the rest of the shows on the legends. So we want to make sure that you're well, Jerry. Okay. So we can give you, you those old those. Green. Well, we got to get we got to play some of those old WIBG air checks for you. Okay. Yeah, you got WIBG, and you know, uh, yesterday was the 56th anniversary of when KYW went all news. Oh my! Yeah. Yes, man. I I didn't know that per se, but I knew that was it was coming up pretty quickly, Jerry. Yeah, I sent you a, on the on the legend li- on the listen line. I sent you uh, a, a thing over there, Jeff. You know, on the option two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get it later. Okay, no problem, Jerry. Okay. Okay, thank you. All okay. right, buddy. Now you can unmute yourself. And I'm sorry to be rude to you, but uh, you were talking and it was interfering with the other conversation. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, star six, unmute yourself, please. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I'm, I'm sorry about that, Jeff. Uh, I've, uh, I'm attempting to, to upgrade to uh, the latest iOS on my iPhone uh, 10SC, and I've got the Dexcom 6. I changed from the Libra, and that, that, that's going to keep the notifications being turned on. I don't, I don't really like the Dexcom. I think I'm being watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's not a good thing, I guess. Watch How come you switch, oh, buddy? It is. It's a. Um, Oh, uh, one thing before I forget, we were talking about um, 
um, a, a way that you can listen to a, a with, with a headphone jack. My, my Tennessee doesn't have a headphone jack, so Belkin makes a $39 device that lets you uh, update. Uh, you plug it in the USB connector, and it has a headphone jack built into it. So you can that takes care of that if you if you don't use Bluetooth. So this these updates are becoming uh, more difficult. Uh, it, it's updating automatically now. I think. What's the advantage to update? Was it 15 or 14? What's it? What's the newest update? Uh, we're going to 15 now on the iPhone. Is that what you were asking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're at 15 now. They just released it on Monday. Now, buddy, why did you go to a Descom or the 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 other ones instead of well, the Libra? Well, it's, it's you put the transmitter in your in your body, and it's you have to keep changing it, and it's, it, it it does it automatically, and you don't have to. It sends it to your device every five minutes. Hi, everybody. This is Marge. I haven't been on here in a long time. It's, I like it. I love the Dexcom because you can sit there and listen to the sugar. Buddy oh, oh, oh. hates it. He hates it because he feels ah, like he's been. And I love it. But if I was a diabetic, I would just play with it. I know I would. All the Buddy, time I'll do, I'll do, what I'll do is uh, I'll keep feeding you candy bars, and we'll see how the how high the sugar can rise. Right? <laughs> you know, Dave, Dave Rickard, it might be something for you. I've never thought about that. Um, since you don't have to stick it in your arm, doesn't it go in your stomach? It yeah. goes in your stomach. The transmitter goes in your stomach, and then it, the other device goes in. It, the transmitter snaps on like a little. It kind of reminds you. Our best friend Lane, who is um, a side that helps us a lot, that puts it in, said that it kind of reminds you of a thumb drive. The transmitter that it snaps onto it. It's difficult. He had to watch a video to learn how to do it. Um, even. But it, could a blind person put it in, or do you have to? I don't know. Do you have to I, change it every I week? I would say yes. I would say yes with a lot of work. Um, Lane could probably show Buddy eventually how to do it. it, it, would take... it I don't like those notifications, but I, I guess it's good for you to be uh, the, the notifications um, every five minutes. It gets annoying if you're in a public place. I, Your sugar is yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you, uh, you Just for the record, the reason Buddy hasn't been on lately... I had the coffee club number on an SD card, and I lost the card. Oh. And, and Lane had to come over and help me find it. It got behind my entertainment center. And I, we live in a mobile home, and I was so upset. I started to go outside and look under the underpinning and see if it was Because he really wanted to get on here, and I'm like, well, da -da, I'll find the card. So finally I'm like, oh, those little SD cards are hard yeah. to find, too. I, I looked all over the place for one once, and... I looked everywhere under things, and finally that night when I went to take a shower, it was in my bra. Yeah, they, I don't know Alex. You, you mean your bra, your bra has a card reader, Jenny? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, did that Lord, day. Jenny, uh, wish mine did. I'm sorry, Jenny. Don't get upset with me. I'm sorry. I, could, but I, I love those cards. I'm sorry. But keeping up with, I, I've got me a case, but that one had laid. I laid it up on my entertainment center, and somehow it went behind it. Well. I was scared to move the entertainment center because, by myself, I didn't want stuff to start coming down on me. So I went well, to Lane came over. Tom. Yeah, so I had to wait till Lane came over. But uh, I'm gonna go. It's really good to talk to you guys again. I'm not on here as much as Betty is, but it ain't because I don't love you. I'm just. Uh, it takes me a while to kind of. I'm kind of a shy person, not so you'd know it today. But I've been listening and laying, being laid back. It's not that I'm. I, I no, don't. I lost the card. You couldn't call. <laughs> 
Well, now you got it, and that's good. Thank you, guys. Very good to hear from you guys. Good to hear from you, too, Jeff. Jennifer, good morning to you. What was that thing you said? I'm sorry. Okay. He just said it was good, good morning, to hear Jennifer. from you. Bill, I know you unmuted. So can you just unmute yourself, and then I know you had something you wanted to say. Oh, I'm muted? No, Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill in Chicago's got his hand raised. Okay. He's unmuted. Yeah, Go ahead, quick, Bill. Yeah, real quick for Jerry. Uh, the letters for that show is whiskey delta charlie baker dot org WDCB if you're still on at one PM Central Time. That's whiskey charlie delta baker. Okay, that's all I wanted to say to Terry. Thanks. All right, thank you, Bill. Chris, are you still on? Yes. Okay, because it this the Zoom is all over the place today. All right, Jeff, how's our call situation here? We are all finally we're cut up. But keep 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 talking, Bill. It gives me less no. time to talk, you see. No. <laughs> it's giving you a hard no, time. D- just getting used to I didn't know to you it. ever had a hard time talking, Jeff. Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> but I guess you can get back at me after that last track I made. I'm sorry, Jenny. I hope you weren't offended. Oh, right. we're gonna get you going, Jeff, here in just a moment. America's number one uh, cat disliker is Jeff. Let's see. We'll find all kinds of things about Jeff. Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself. You were raised and born in New York City. Is that correct? That's correct. I was was born in the Bronx. Originally, I was supposed to be born in March. However, that, that, that didn't happen. There were other things came to play. And I was born on January 7th, 1953. And I was born premature. They they put me on oxygen to keep me alive. And, of course, unfortunately, that caused my blindness. So I have uh, what they call retinopathy of prematurity, or ROP. It used to be called retrolentral fibroplasia, but uh, that changed. And my parents, they were young. I mean, my mom was uh, 25. My dad was 26 when I was born. And they didn't know they, they didn't know what to do. Totally blind. But my parents were a lot like Chris's parents. Um, my father... One of the reasons that I guess maybe I worked out okay, I don't know if I worked out okay enough, is that when they were living in the apartment building in the Bronx, there was another blind individual. I forgot his name. But they talked to him about it, and they said, well, you know, there are schools for the blind. They Blind people could do many things and be very independent. And this guy was a musician and made money as a, as a musician performing. And so my father said, well, if he can do it, my son can, can, can do it as well. So they, they raised me to be as normal as possible. They tried to have me be as normal as possible. And uh, what more can I say? I, I grew up, I have an older sister, Sharon, who's three years older than me, and my parents did not put me in the public schools in New York City because they saw that the blind children in the public schools at that time were not getting a good education, and they didn't know what to do, and they felt really guilty about it because I remember talking to them about it, and, and they were crying. My mother would cry every night because I went to a residential school when I was young. Felt very guilty about it, and they said, but, but we didn't know how to raise a blind person, and we wanted to make sure you had the best education and the best opportunities. So that's what happened. I went to the New York Institute for the Blind and got my early education there. All right. You, you went, you got through school, you, you finally graduated from public school. You went on, did you go right from high school to college or did you uh, take I, off I took, I, No, I went right off from high school to college. Uh, the institute was a, was not a good place when I went to their lower school, and they kept leaving me. They left me back a year. Um, and I had a teacher who, who kept telling my parents that I would announce to nothing and I'd be in a sheltered workshop, and they didn't want to hear that. 
And because all the psychological testing they did and all the people that, I, that they saw said, you got to get rid of this teacher that he has. It's, he's bad for your son He's because your son is much smarter than she realizes. So I went to the Institute. Then I went to Lavelle School for the Blind. Then I went back to the Institute for High School because Lavelle didn't have one. And when they got one, my parents didn't want me to be the guinea pig. So I went out to high school and then I went to Syracuse University uh, and, and got a degree, a major in radio, television, communications and a minor in speech and public relations. Uh but you graduated. When did you enroll in Syracuse, Jeff? I enrolled in '73. I was 20 years old. I, I enrolled in '73, and I graduated in 1977. I was 24 years old. I I worked at the college radio station. It was not owned by the college. It was owned by the students. It was WJPZ AM. Now it's WJPZ FM, and they're still student owned. And I worked there as a radio announcer between 1974 and 19 or 1975 and 1977. And I was uh, did evenings, I did afternoons, I did middays, I became program director for a while. I didn't really want to be program director, but I did it for a while. And uh, it was a top 40 radio station, and we, we, we played the top hits, and we had some listeners. But I could not find a job in radio when I got out of college, and nothing I could do at the time. Maybe I, maybe I didn't try hard enough, but I needed to get a job. I needed to get a job, and I needed to get a job because I didn't want to live off uh, my sister. I didn't want to live off my parents, and I certainly did not want to move back home. So when radio didn't work out, I ended up getting a job working in public relations for the New York State Parks and Recreation Commission. And what and year then, was that, Jeff? Well, it, it was an accident, essentially. I started working with Easter Seals as a CETA job, and right. that's what they call the Comprehensive Employment Training Act. And my job had ended because it was only for, supposed to be for a year. But they, I was always on good terms with Easter Seals. And they said, look, we need someone who could talk about museum accessibility. I said, I, I don't know that much about accessibility. I know we did some presentations on Title 504 of the Rehabilitation Act, but I'll do it. So I went to the Thousand Islands. They have a exhibition center up there. And, the, and one of the people at the Thousand Islands said, you know, we have wine glasses that, are, that are, go back to the 1600s. If I let you touch these wine glasses, which he did, and if they break, they can't be replaced. How do we get around the accessibility issue? And I said, well, let me give me a second here. And I said, well, I knew I'd have to think out of the box. I said, what about taking that wine glass and making plastic molds of the wine glass so they look exactly like the original ones did? And the deputy commission was so impressed that he said, well, are you working? I said, no, I'm not working. But I think if you work with me and I talk to the Commission for the Blind, even though that's another state agency, they'll pay my salary for part of my stay at the State Parks and Recreation. Working on the job is another on-the-job training, which they did. And that lasted for about six months as a temp seasonal employee. But I guess another path hit my way, Bill. I be, got an offer to be a blind computer programmer trainee. And I told my counselor for the Commission of the Blind, I said, I'm not, I don't have any background in computers. She says, I already put your name in. You're going to be getting the training because I know that they're going to hire you based on your work experience. And they did. And they hired me. And uh, 30 years later, I was I, I couldn't believe it. But that's what happened to me. That that was your career. Um, and so you worked there for 30 years, 30 so. years. But I didn't program computers for 30 years. I did that from 1980 until 1993. Boom. It's 1993. The Internet's starting to take off, uh, although people were on dial up and, you know, and things like that. But the state said, we need someone who knows the Internet. And, and we know you have a personal computer because you've talked about it. We want someone to work on the help desk who can help people who are visually impaired, who can help uh, help people, and you know how you can learn pretty quickly. So I did phone support, lurking about with Novell Networks, talking about it, Windows for blind people. All of a sudden, I got off the help desk, and they said, well, we need you to work on the New York State Accessibility uh, Committee and work in the area quality assurance testing because we're coming out with in-house applications. So I did that from 2000 to 2010. 
I went down to New York City, spoke at the Museum of Modern Art, talking about museum accessibility and web accessibility, did a number of talks over the years between 2000 and 2010. And then in 2010, they, they were having some budget crunches, and they offered me a buyout. And they said, well, we'll pay you 75% of your salary if you retire. And I took it. But I had a very good career in New York State, had a lot of great bosses, and I was very lucky. Um, I didn't have problems that other blind people did. And maybe, I don't know if it was my personality or what, but I was able to get along with everyone I ever worked with. I never had a problem, and it worked out very well. Like maybe except for the last boss I had who told me that she didn't like visually impaired people, but she didn't like a lot of people. So when I left, she was kind of unhappy because I didn't give her any notice. The only people I gave notice to were personnel. Uh, you know, Jeff, one of the things for doing all things radio with you for, well, we've done it now for who knows how many years. 12, It'll be 13, 13 years in February. Okay. So I guess the question is, one of your most influential times you talk about in your life was the year 1968 and your trip across the country. Tell us a little bit about that and how that came about. Well, it came about every year I would go to summer camp. It was a sighted camp. It was called Camp Wellman. And the last year that you go there, you don't go to actually a physical camp. We You, you start in New York City and you go all the way out to California and back. And, and I they were a little leery about having a blind person do it. But my parents said, look, you've already had him at all the other camping programs that you've had, and you've had no problems. And they said, well, you know what? He's going on the cross-country trip. And, you know, you, re- you really get to know what it means to live with people when you're in a bus across the United States and you're pitching tents every day to camp out, and you get to become very friendly with the people you're with. And, yeah, there might have been some ups and downs, but really it was a good trip. I traveled all over the country. I think the hardest experience I had was when I was at the Grand Canyon, and you hike down the canyon, but then you got to hike up. That's painful, but it was fun. So you guys camped out every night for the most part? Every night we camped out. Um, I got the, 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 the best time I had. I shouldn't tell you this, but uh, because but Bill will probably raise his hand here. I was in Chicago. We were in Chicago in 1968 when they had the Democratic National Convention. And we were and we were, you know, exploring the city and we went to Lincoln Park. And I got tear gassed by the police. We weren't doing anything wrong, but there was there was thousands of people. And we all got tear gassed uh, at that time. But I got to go to the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. I, I forgot the name of the delicatessen we went to. And I, I don't remember too much about it. But we got to we got to go to Chicago and we got to see the old town, if I'm not mistaken. And it was really a fun time. So it was it was a very fun experience. And you really get to know people when you when you when you do that. And and a lot of and, you know, part of the thing with being blind is that is that you get to know people who have never seen or talked to or had any dealings with a blind person before. And I will tell you that they were very, very open back then. I don't know if it's quite as easy now. Things seem to be so much different today. But back in the 60s and back in when I was hired for the state, things were much different. How did you fund that trip, Jeff, that you went on? Cause, <laughs> well, I, mean, I didn't fund it. My parents funded it. They paid for the trip. I was uh, going to say, because that was... It wasn't be- that expensive, but they paid for the trip. But, you know, they, they always felt, and, and to their to their benefit... They, I wish I had my sister here because she would tell you they always wanted me to be with sighted people, but they also were, were very cognizant of the fact that, that I, as a blind person, was blind. The biggest thing that my dad did for me was to try to get me to be independent. I will never forget. I got out of college, and my dad was someone who very who did show his emotions. My mom held, held him more in, and I'm in the car. It's 1978. I couldn't find a job in radio, and I was, and it was the end of 1977, just before I got my job at Easter Seals. And I'm saying, and he's saying, well, what's going on? Why can't you get a job? And I said, well, I've been sending my resumes out, and all the sighted people I went to the college state with, with are getting hired. And he goes, I don't want to hear this. What are you going to do when we're not around? And he was really upset. 
And the poor guy put his arm around me. He says, I know I'm being tough on you. And he started to cry. I mean, I've never seen him cry like that. He started to cry. He says, look, you've got to be able to get your life together because we're not going to be around forever. And I don't want you to be a burden on your older sister, Sharon, because I know that we've told Sharon that if anything happens to you, Oz, can you take care of Jeff? We don't want you to have to have to do that with Sharon. And I was very lucky when I got my job at State Parks and I got my job at Easter Seals and eventually got the job with the state that thank God that that didn't have to happen. That's true, because you're consistent, you stayed with your job, you did your job. Uh, Just a little bit on the personal, we we won't get into a couple issues here, but you do have... Look, I I don't hide it. I was married twice. I have two beautiful daughters from both marriages. My daughter Brenna is 14. My other daughter Meredith is 29 years old. Yeah, I know, what was I thinking the second time? But I did. Look, I made the mistakes, and we, uh, I think we all kind of make these broken records. And, and I did. And the second time, I, 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 w- I was more upset about the divorce the second time than the first time. But that's life, and you have to move on. I get along very well with, the, with my second wife. I very rarely talk to my first wife at all, but I get along very well with my second wife. They have lots of problems. We're not going to go into it here, <laughs> as you know, Bill. But, yeah. it, it, but again... You know, I have a daughter, and I have to, I'm cognizant right. of that, and I have to learn to, to be more open-minded. Hey, I know that people have some questions. I know Pam has her hand raised, right, too. Right, and so. I know we got some questions. Do we have anybody from the panel first? Let's give our Yeah, come on. We want to hear Pam. you groom me here, Dave. Come on, buddy. Or well, Chris, what, a, what are you guys? <laughs> well, Uh-oh. give me a minute. I'll think of something. So when did you learn to cook? I never really learned to cook there, Chris. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I had to cook because when I got my own apartment, I knew it was going to cost too much money to eat out every day. So I, 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 I made the mistake. I should have taken home economics in school. But, you know, when I was, the guys in that school were not forced to take it, and they never encouraged it. I taught myself how to cook by trial and error. I made a steak, and I burnt it the first time. I threw it out. I said, I realized, hey, I cooked it too long. You know, I'm not, I'm a survival cook. I know Dave took home ec because that's, they weren't required to either, but that's where the girls That's are. where all the girls were. Oh, I understand. So but, it was great. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, I'm not a good cook, Chris. I will be the first to tell but you. I do occasionally oven, use Jeff. Go ahead, Bill. You're good with the oven. I am. I do, I do use the oven. I brailled the oven up. Uh, it really is not hard to braille. It, it, it has a left arrow and a right arrow. And when you start the oven, it goes into bake mode. When you push the bake and you start the oven, it, it already starts at 350. And I brailled the right arrow and the left arrow, and you tap it once, twice. You know, it, it goes to five degrees every time you tap the arrow. It's pretty easy. The microwave I brailled up, it was a, it came with my apartment. I brailled that up, so I, I know how to cook and use, using that. and use the timer in the microwave. And I use my iPhone as a timer, or I use my Amazon voice assistant as a timer, Chris. Jeff, I got to tell you, I almost blew up my first apartment by accident. Oh, no. Oh, I no. Came, well, I came home one night, and a friend of mine was going to come over and visit for a while. So we opened the door of the um, apartment, and there was a horrible gas smell in there. And I almost turned the light on. Of course, you know what happens there. You get of course, a you did, there's an explosion. Switch. You're lucky you didn't, didn't go to smoke a cigarette, Dave. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I probably would have, but uh, but I didn't. Something, I, I just, for whatever reason, didn't turn the light on, and I got to looking at the stove, and I had to call somebody because there, there was a gas leak on the gas line that went to the stove. Man, that was close. I yeah, don't I ever know. want to be that close again. In my first apartment, I had gas, but in my second apartment, and like the apartments here, it's all electric, and it's a flat top. There's no burners. And I learned how to do that because you can feel where the heat is coming from very carefully around the edges. So I learned how to do that. Um, And I actually like the flat 
uh, surface because it's easier to clean and there's not as much mess that you have with the old-fashioned gas burners. But you've done quite well with that oven. You don't. We don't get you into these air fryers or. Um, I would normally device. get one, except the problem in my house is I don't have enough outlets in my kitchen. And I don't. I have a toaster oven. I have, um, and I have a, a Keurig uh, K Select, and I don't have any more outlets in my kitchen, and that's part of the problem. I'd have to keep unplugging and plugging things in all the time. Yeah, we just like to give you a hard time about that. Oh, I know it, Pam. I know you have your hand raised. Can you unmute yourself, oh. please? Well, I was curious what got you started. I know you had a website for a long time that you kept up. What got you interested in Um, that? I think what got me interested in it is that blind people who I knew in the Albany area wanted to listen to radio stations on the web, and I knew that with Netscape, the bookmark was an, was an HTML document, and I gave them the links to my bookmark file, and I made, and I had to put up my friend Tim put it up on his website, and it was it was Bennett's Radio Ranch. But then I got rid of it because Bill Sparks, was, Bill Sparks was doing so much a better job at it. I said, Bill, I'm going to tell all my friends about your website, which I did. And I said, because you're, you're doing it a lot better than I am. That's how we met, wasn't it, Jeff? We met actually through For the People Audio Tips with George Byers. I met him on with Marsha Moses, yourself. Uh, and, of course, I met Michael before I knew Bill. I met Mike Loff on uh, Ventrilo, I think it was, or Vox Chat. Mike, no, Ventrilo was another talk client that we would talk on. And the, the whole idea of all things radio, Bill, I, I think it was really an accident. Bill said, I would like to do a podcast. Would you like to work with me on it? And I said, well, we're talking about radio on, on, on audio tips. Why don't we just do it as a, as a podcast and we'll see what happens. So uh, and, and here it is. Go ahead, Pam. Are you unmuted? Go ahead. Yes, I'm unmuted. All right. um, just a quick question with reference to your schooling and your socialization. It's my understanding through uh, listening to you that your parents deliberately put you in a school for the blind as a child would you have changed that and or uh if given the choice would you have socialized with sighted people sooner as a younger child well i socialized with sighted people in the summertime all the time anyway pam because i went to sighted summer camps so i hope my parents always wanted me to be with sighted people i don't know i i I can answer the question and say that i was very upset about going to a school for the blind i know why my parents did it one day I really got really upset with them one day because I hated this teacher. And I, and I told him how I couldn't stand the school for the blind. And then I hated you for doing this. And my dad really read me the riot act. He said, he's, I, he's, I, I'm trying to be as delicate as possible. Because the language he used, I don't want to use on the coffee club. He said, but you got to understand something. Your parent, you, you and your, your mother and I uh, didn't know what to do to raise a blind person. We did the best we could. And we understand what's going on at the school for the blind. And we're going to try to change it. But you really didn't realize that your mom was crying every night when you were home, when you were a resident at that school. You have to understand that she, she didn't, she, she wasn't prepared to raise a blind person. And neither was I. We had to learn the hard way, just like you had to learn the hard way to, to be a blind person as well. And- I only asked that because I was, in, I was associated with both blind and sighted people within the public school system here well, in Kansas City. One of the things my sister pointed out was she says, you know, I worked with blind people at Taft High School in the Bronx because I, I was able to do that. And she said, well, but they weren't really learning and they were being pushed through grade by grade by grade. And they were getting they were getting very little education experience. And unless you really were good. You, you, oh, you, I you, think I think that depends on your resource teacher. Well, I, I just I'm just telling you that at least what that's what happened in New York City. I'm not and I and I know the resource teacher because I knew her because she worked at the New York Institute before she went to Taft High School and she was quite good. But they got people from all walks of life and and people who got they got into that school didn't have the basic foundations as well e- either. So there are a lot of factors here. I get. So, it. Hey, I appreciate okay. it, Jeff. Thanks much. Thank you, Pam. We got Alan, who's probably Alan. Going to ask go ahead, unmute yourself, Alan. 
Well, my parents had the same uh, dilemma, Jeff, that your kid. Uh, my mother was only 17 years old when my brother and I both were born, and we were premature, you know. So yeah, she I had mean, to learn the hard way. I, we all learn the hard way. And I, I think if it hadn't been for us going to school with Brian, I don't think we would have gotten an education, Walter and I. And uh, I, I was more toward academic. I'm sorry. I agree. I and my school. And one of the people. That, one of the people said to me, "Well, you know, none of the teachers at these schools for the blind that they, that you went to had their master's degree in special ed. But you know what they had, Alan? They had something that you don't see today. They had the ability to think out of the box and yes, think did, right yeah. there and understood exactly what had to be done. Um, and Chris, I, I, I always say this because I really admire you, even though I give you a hard time about cooking and everything else. And there, but your parents were so much like my parents. They didn't. They didn't want you to be doing nothing with your life. And, Another- difference at the schools for the blind is they most of the time at least they have a higher expectation they certainly do because i I would have to agree with you guys because if the expectation is high for you then you're going to do better my mother wanted me to do better and was really when i had failing grades was really on my case he said you're going to do better you know because i expected that was especially true before all of the multiple handicapped kids started going to the school. Because I know, like in our school, they expected us to get our work done on time. And when we, if you had an opportunity to go to a public school, lots of times you'd learn things the year before that particular grade that you went to was learning. Uh, uh, so, I mean, we learned things fast. Hey, Jennifer, i got to tell you something because you probably would agree. This uh, this teacher, she's long dead, so I can her, her name was Miss Margaret. And she and she and I just didn't gel. And I had her for like two years. And my father said, that's enough. Uh, we're not you're not progressing. Well, you know, one of the things I was bored with and she would say, well, why can't you memorize the shapes of all the states? And I said, who cares? Well, she gave me this uh, grade in school and they called it social growth. And I got an NR. And my father said, what the hell does an NR mean in social work? It meant not responding. And that's a, that's oh, my that's what my parents said enough. However, if you listen to me on the coffee club, I guess, Jennifer, you probably would agree with her sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, you definitely. It, it takes all kinds of teachers. And, all, and sometimes yeah. they're bad. I had a house parent that wanted me to teach me how to change men. And, and she figured there were any wrinkles in it the more she slapped my hand the more fewer wrinkles there would be in the bed and i had that same problem make me do it over again not with the bed i i, I don't like i there was certain i won't eat pee oh you know this chris i won't eat peas and I wouldn't eat the ham that they had. And she said, you're going to stay in the dining hall until it's finished. That was at noon. At 3 o'clock, I still didn't eat it, and I wasn't going to eat it. So I was somewhat difficult, I was sure. But I just couldn't. I, go ahead, Alan. Something that you don't like, why eat it? That's it. How do you give you that? Oh, I don't think they should have made us eat some of that stuff. Because I remember I told them they wanted to eat it. I wanted peaches or something that we were having for dessert, and I hate liver. And they said, well, you have to eat three bites of this liver. I said, I cannot eat it. I will get sick if I eat that. And then, so she made me do it, and I did, so she'd shut up because I really wanted the peaches. That was the best part of the meal. And <laughs> well, I got I, sick, and then she got mad at me. I don't want to end this interview, but, but I have to talk about Bill Sparks for a second. You know, I was, when I first started doing the podcast, and while I was working on the I, I had gone through, was going through a second divorce uh, at some point. And I said, Bill, I don't know if I'm functioning properly, if I'm doing okay for you, because I'm afraid because I'm really under a lot of pressure. Not only did Bill support me, but he was there to make to make sure that if I had a problem and I could talk to him, he was a very good ear for me. And I want to thank you for that as well, Bill. I was? I don't you know. You know. I'm just kidding you. But <laughs> that's what we're for, because you repaid that back earlier this year when I was doing that surgery thing and 
getting yeah, on I call, all I called you and I called Jennifer and I wanted to make sure that you guys were okay. You know, we'll come back to this next week, but I want to give Chris a little bit of time to do her thing on the recipes. But I want to give a shout out to a coffee club listener who always sends me interesting articles. And one last night was a one about different types of sweeteners and what is good for diabetics to use and not use and the myths. I want to thank Connie Money for always sending me good, encouraging, and interesting articles. And Chris, I'll, thank you, Jeff, and I'll turn it over to you. Okay, well, because it's the first day of fall, um, we have a recipe for carrot cake waffles with cream cheese maple glaze. Oh, he had to put that cheese in there. <laughs> well, it's cream cheese, so it wouldn't be too bad. But you don't even need the glaze. We've made them without the glaze, and they're quite good. Three cups of waffle mix. One-eighth teaspoon of cardamom. That is a spice you don't see much. You can leave that out if you want to. What does it taste like? Um... I don't know how to describe it. I think it tastes a little like licorice, but that's just me. One-eighth teaspoon of cinnamon. You could double that and leave out the cardamom, as far as I'm concerned. One cup finely chopped walnuts. One cup of shredded carrots. One-half cup of golden raisins. A pinch of nutmeg. Two tablespoons of honey. One teaspoon of vanilla. And if you want to, you could use maple extract. One egg, 10 ounces of water. For the maple glaze, you need one quarter cup of sugar, eight ounces of softened cream cheese, one half cup of maple syrup, one half teaspoon of vanilla, or again, you could use maple extract. And you need a waffle maker. An eight-inch Belgium waffle maker is what this calls for. And the Belgium waffles are the ones with the really deep, big pockets. Got to have something big to hold all that stuff. Okay, for the waffles, you're going to put your waffle mix, your cinnamon, your uh, walnuts, shredded carrots, raisins, and nutmeg in a bowl and mix it. Add the honey, the vanilla extract, egg, and the water to the dry ingredient mix and mix it. Heat the waffle maker according to your instructions, and while your waffle maker is heating, mix the glaze. You can use a mixer and mix cream your sugar, your softened cream cheese, and you add your syrup and vanilla extract and set aside. And once your waffles are done, you just take them out of the waffle maker and drizzle them with the cream cheese glaze. But I thought I would give that recipe because it's kind of a fallish type recipe. And I, too, want to thank Connie for spreading the word about the legend because she brought us a new listener Monday. Oh, yeah? Where did this person come from? Honestly, I don't remember. Um, I'm trying to think. She told us at the time, but I honestly don't remember. I just remember that she said Connie told her about the legend, and she started listening. Hey, Bill has his hand raised one more time. Go ahead, Bill. Unless he didn't rate. Yeah, real quick. Where did you camp out in Chicago, Jeff? That's what I'm curious about. We didn't camp out in Chicago. We we passed through Chicago and we spent. We, I don't know. We didn't camp out in Chicago. We got there early in the morning. 
We got there and we left her later on in the evening. So we, we oh, okay. parked the bus somewhere in the Lincoln Park, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, because they're going to say, I guess, where'd you camp? And if you camped every night and you're in Chicago, I, I think they wouldn't let you camp in Grand Park or Lincoln Park. No, we didn't. We just spent the day. We spent part well, of the time well, in too, Chicago. Well, it's too bad you got gas. You should have stayed away from there. You know what I mean? I know, but I, you know what? I, I, I it, worked, was the, it was the best time of my life, Bill. I got to tell okay, you. Well, well, I've, I've, I've lived in Chicago 61. I've, I've enjoyed it here. I haven't, any, I haven't had any problem. And I've, I've been all over this city in Chicago and some of the areas that some people won't even go to. I mean, I've been through those areas. And I need to worry about it. I mean, I've been through there at night. I've been through through there with the buses, the trains, and I've never had a problem in the city whatsoever. I hear you. And Bill, being, I want to say something before you, before you go, because I know we're getting to, uh, close to right, time here. I know I don't have the air check that I wish I had, because I know that you remember him from Indianapolis, but I am going to be playing, not this week, but maybe next week, because uh, WBG turns uh, 100 years old last week. I am going to be playing an air check of Dick Summer for you, because I know you liked him. So I'm going to try to get oh, to him either. I, I knew I knew him personally. I, I I knew him when he used to broadcast from the top of Merrill's Heidecker uh, in the yeah. evening, his night show, when he used to uh, preview old, uh, new 45 releases. Well, I can tell you what station record. he worked at, because I have the jingle for it. WIBC. No, he worked at WISH. Oh, that, well, he was, he was on IBC also. Okay, well, I'm going to let yeah, you go, Bill. During, but... during the summer, it's IBC, right? All right, I'm going to let you go and give it back to Bill, but I just want to let you know, okay. if I don't do it like next week, but I definitely will do it in the next few weeks for you. All right, okay. Okay, Jeff, do we have anybody else on the line? Nope. Nope. Jeff, what, what did you have, a, when you, you said you got gassed, you know, by the tear gas, did you have any repercussions from that? <laughs> no, just, uh, it wasn't, I wasn't quite in the center of the cloud. I was in the, the out, but it, but just a little bit of stinging of my eyes, but it wasn't that bad, Dave. I was very, I was very lucky because other people were, felt a lot worse. Did they get you guys medical help? No, we didn't need the medical help. We were far enough away that we could smell it and feel it, but it, it but it was uh, it was definitely an experience that we talked about. And uh, we there we go. We got nine area code nine oh eight. I know that's in New Jersey. I'm not sure who it is. So it's Joni. I think it's Joni. Yep. Hi, it's Joni. Hey, Joni Ross. Go ahead, Joni. Joni Leonard. I know. I made Leonard. that up. I made it. I made it up. That's why I said it that way. Go ahead, Joni. Um, okay. Um, I haven't been able to, well, I've, I've been half listening, but there were a lot of people in my room. Um, as I told you, I was in a flood. I'm in, I'm getting used to the new place. Hopefully we'll be going back to the old place, um, when they rebuild it. Uh, it's been a trial, but I'm getting through it. And, um, so I wanted to just say hi to everybody. And, uh, I heard part of your, uh, thing, Jeff, and uh, I i was always with sighted people and, and blind people. I My life was really, I mean, I went to Perkins for one year, I went to public school for the rest of my schooling, and, um, and it was wonderful that I was able to live at home and be part of the uh, daily lives of, of my family, and I was really forced to to do everything of course in those days you were as a blind person you were told that you had to do things better than sighted people for you to be accepted so that's what i live with and that's what i tried to be and i don't think i was but 
anyway, uh, I, I had the, the same. I had the same experience too, Joey. And don't feel bad because I, well, as a computer program, if I made a mistake, it was always because of my blindness, not because of anything else. But if the same sighted person made the same mistake, it was not a problem. So I get it, Joni. I truly, truly get it. Well, I, I really have had an exciting, interesting life with a lot of ups and downs. And as blind people, we've all gone through negatives. I mean, sighted people not liking us, which is unbelievable. Why? Because we can't see. They don't like us. I mean, come on. But there are people that don't. So, um, but then we don't like some sighted people either, do we? <laughs> so I know that the... Uh, yeah, Joan, they they it's more fear. They, they're afraid of blindness. They're afraid Oh, that... I know. Well, they are afraid that we're contagious. They think we're contagious. We'll just ask a sighted person what their worst what their what their worst fear is, and a large percentage of them would tell you going blind. Yeah. When, when a large percentage of blind people would probably say going deaf. Absolutely. It just depends on which sense you rely on the most, I guess. Sure. Well, I know that I'm probably taking too much time because I called late, but um, I have in this new. Um, Place. I have a roommate, and a couple of nurses were in here, and aides were in here, and uh, both of us would prefer to have our own rooms, but it doesn't work out that way. But we're working things out together, and it, it's working out okay. See you. Well, good luck, so, Joni. Anyway, uh, you know, it's always good to hear from you, and well, thank you. You know that, and you can call anytime, and it's just always good. Oh, Bill, thanks so much. And thanks for having the Coffee Club. I really love it, and I love all things radio. And uh, uh, WDCB has uh, the uh, the show that I, be- I believe that Bill talked about. Um, uh, <laughs> those were the days. Yeah. Every Saturday from... Um, uh, Central Time went to five, and he does play goody, pretty good stuff. Um, and uh, I like a show. I, I look to see what he's going to have on, and if I like the stuff, then I listen. If not, I go to something else, of course. So anyway, oh, somebody's coming in, so I gotta say yeah. goodbye. Well, goodbye, Joni. So take care, everybody. Bye bye. Hey, Bill, I want to mention this. I know we're about done here, but since I brought it up yeah. earlier about if folks are needing either assistance in getting broadband or you know, maybe it's someone you know that needs it, low income, they have children that have to do school from home or what have you. So I just want to mention these websites. Uh, GetEmergencyBroadband.org and get up to $50 off of your broadband, Bill Comcast Spectrum or whomever you use. And the other one, you can get up to $9.25 off your monthly if you need Lifeline. Uh, it's LifelineSupport.org. So. Just want to mention those resources. But act quickly if that's something you think you want or you know someone because it's kind of first come, first serve with those. Very, very good. It's timely advice. Everybody could use a little break on maybe their Internet, especially because everybody needs and it should be an entitlement. So thank you, Mike. Uh, Tim will be up next. Um, one from 11 to 1 Eastern time. I'll be back in two hours with Bill and Perry. And if you like um, different things and wide open conversation, we'll be right there for you. Okay, Thanks we'll again, stop. Jeff. I'm sorry, Tim. I guess. I guess we're ready to go. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, okay. 
All right, we're ready to go, Tim. So I'm going to flip the switch and say thank you, everyone. Hello,